Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everybody. It's Josh and Jilly. Got to tell you about Dr. Busby and ToeGrips.com. That is ToeGrips.com. Boy, let me tell you something, man. I, I uh, Luther was at this daycare for like three days, stayed the night there, and I think that taking the Dr. Busby on core mobility really was a help. Yes, it was. I, I would say so. Uh, certainly a game changer for old Luther. He's been taking it for a while now. Uh, but if I were you, I would get that or just go to the website and check out all the cool stuff, all the cool uh, stories, all the cool blogs that Dr. Busby has there. And of course, she has the best. I mean, there's no doubt there. Dr. Busby's blog kicks ass and uh, gets you a lot of information. You know, like uh, Denise, you said Denise was asking about Cushing's disease today, right? Yep. She sent you a message about Cushing's disease. I guess, you know, Kiki. Well, you know what? You could have said, hey, listen, I'm not an expert on Cushing's disease, although you might be. Uh, but go to toegrips.com and look up Dr. Busby's blog on Cushing's disease, and you'll get all the information you need. How about that? So go to toegrips.com. That is toegrips.com. And uh, use that promo code LUTHER. If you make a purchase there, it'll save you 10%. It is toegrips.com. And again, check out the blog. Check out the do-it-yourself nail trimming. Check it all out at toegrips.com with Dr. Busby. It was about this time last year, almost, that we made the run to uh, Buford. Yep, about next month, I think we did it in July. And we uh, we were in uh, Florida this week, uh, past weekend. We went to a Bubba Gump's, and they had a whole map of Buford to show like all the filming locations of Forrest Gump. And this uh, time you enjoyed the uh, Bubba Gumps. We'll get into that, too. Yes, but uh, I'll tell you, just check out toegrips.com with Dr. Busby. toegrips.com. Promo code is LUTHER. Promo code LUTHER, and that will save you, uh, well, 10%. It's toegrips.com, and you don't have to deal with crappy ads there either. toegrips.com with Dr. Busby. Thank you very much. This is the Josh Innes Show. Howdy, everybody. Welcome in. It's Josh and Jilly back at it again after a couple days off. Jilly, how are you? I'm good. I mean, it is just godforsaken hot. It is like hell. Uh, I was in the car a second ago because I was going to go to the chiropractor. I was in the car and driving, and like, like well, it's interesting. In the morning, the car's not bad because it's, it's not been sitting out in the sun, you know? So the drive to work is fine. When I drive home from work, it's fine because it's been in a parking garage, so it's not that bad. Boy, when that car sits out there in the sun for a couple hours, it is hotter than the blazes of hell and damnation. See, it would be hot when we had our garage in Houston, but it was never, like, that hot. It would never take five minutes for the air just to cool down. But now parking in the direct sunlight... It's awful. Plus, it's been hotter now than I remember it ever being in Houston for a long time. It's hotter than I think I've ever experienced in my life, 
period. Yeah, it's a, and it's just nonstop. I guess, well, to be fair, the weekend here was pretty nice. Like the lows were in the 50s and 60s. Yeah. But then we came back and it's right back into 100, 112 with the heat index, all that. I mean, I got stuff. in the car at 9.45. I was leaving the radio station about 9.45, 10 o'clock. And the damn thing was already 95 degrees. Yep. <laughs> it's stupid. Now, what sucks is Luther's bored, too. Like, he's used to going on walks and car rides, but it's too hot to even put him in the car. It's too hot to eat lunch in the car, which we do a lot, too. But yep. it's when you sit there and stationary, it just gets too freaking hot. Now, I know you all have your own issues, and I'm sure it could be hot wherever it is you are. I'm but sure damn it, it is. It's it hot is, everywhere. It is miserable. Hell, we were watching the White Sox game last night, and it was like 11 o'clock damn near. And the guys on the TV are like, well, it's still 90 degrees here in Chicago. Like, holy shit, it is 90 degrees still. Yep. In like at 1030 in Chicago, where it might get hot three days out of the year and uh it's 90 degrees at 10 o'clock at night so uh it's pretty fucking brutal out there i think it's a record uh, high today or it's going to tie a record high or come close well today's actually they it hit 100 in nashville oh it did and it's the first time that's happened since july 8th of 2012 <sighs> if it Boy. gets above 100 it would break the record but the record is 100 and it hasn't even been 100 here in over 3,635 days. Well, here we are. So, welcome in, everybody. We went to uh, Fort Lauderdale for a couple days. One thing we learned about us is we are old. Oh, yeah. We, uh, like, somehow between this time and the last time we went to Fort Lauderdale, Fort Lauderdale's become far more of a party town than we remember it. It's like Miami Junior now. Like, now the little stretch of bars that's down by the beach that used to be, you know, you know, it was lively, but it was still chill enough where you didn't feel like you were in Miami where they're pushing the two-for-one drinks that have little, little, little amounts of alcohol in them and gratuities included at 18%. And there's people screaming at you to come into their bars. Like, that was very Miami to me. Yes. And it never used to be like that in Fort Lauderdale. I guess the last time we went was four years ago. Uh, boy, well, it has changed a bit. Something has changed over the course of four years because it is a party scene and people are wild. There are no old people. I thought we were going to roll into Lauderdale, go to some of these cool little bars, dive bars on the beach. It'd be old people. They'd be sharing stories, maybe be a little bit too, uh, uh, too descriptive about stories about their sex lives, all that kind of shit. I thought that's what we were going to get in Fort Lauderdale. This time, that is not what we got in Fort Lauderdale. Everywhere we went, I mean, it, now, this sounds so old, and I understand that I sound yep. so old, but I'm driving, like, we're walking down the main drag there, and people are just blasting music loud. Uh, all the bars are obnoxious. Like, everything about it sucked. Yeah, I just wanted to go sit at a bar stool, which luckily we were able to on Saturday. We, we did go to our favorite place, the Drunken Taco. And Saturday was, like, far more, I don't want to say chill, but it was a little bit better than Sunday because Sunday we had drank at the pool all day at the hotel. Yeah. And they're like, all right, let's walk down. We'll get some food and we'll do some drinks. And we ate dinner at Bubba Gump's. Yeah. Because it was one of the more empty places. Yeah. And it was delicious, though. You were very anti-Bubba Gump's, but I think you've changed your tune. I have changed my tune. I think Bubba Gump is pretty solid. Yeah, because you never got seafood before. That's the key. You'd always get chicken tenders. Who gets chicken tenders at the A damn child? Yeah. A child. I was so damn hungry. Like, the beach will take it out of here, right? So my ass goes in there. I'm like, I'm getting clam chowder. I'm getting shrimp. I'm getting all this well, shit. Had, I went like, wild. you had, like, 12 pina coladas earlier. Yeah, and, um, you know, we had a good time. Um, you know, beach was nice. I, uh, I but left. But that Sunday night after Bubba Gump's, we both walked down to the strip, and we're both like, okay, 
I can't. Yeah. This is, this is too much. It's a pretty miserable experience. We out. <laughs> no diggity, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, it was loud. no good. Like, everyone thinks, like, oh, you guys are so fun. You party all the time. No, we sit at home on the couch and drink and watch YouTube. Yeah, correct. Like, we don't do social things. Like... That's a great myth about us. We are two of the most boring humans on the planet. I mean, we were supposed to go to this Motley Crue concert on Thursday, and we're both kind of like, well. Well, it's next. It's uh, Thursday the 30th. A week from tomorrow, depending when you're listening to this. We already made Luther's reservation. We're like, we'll just go down there. We'll spend all day. We'll hang out with some listeners. We'll go to the show. Nope. And now it's kind of like, well. Nope, I ain't got, it's too damn hot. <laughs> it's going to be hot. Like, let me ask you a question. What, like, like, I would judge somebody if they sat their ass in oppressive heat to watch Vince Neil butcher a bunch of songs. <laughs> like, I would judge that person. And so how could I, how could I with a straight face, how could I be that person that goes to that concert and sits there in the fucking heat watching Vince Neil be terrible? Okay, and again, it would be another situation. Like, we again, we sound very old. I understand that. But. It is a process to go to an event downtown for us. Yes. And by the way, downtown Nashville might as well be fucking Memphis. Every damn day, someone's getting shanked. Someone's getting stabbed. Somebody got shot in a parking garage. Somebody got their ankles bashed in last night, apparently. Like, Nashville is actually a shithole when it comes to crime, and Broadway is a hotbed for that. The pedestrian bridge, which you have to cross to go to Nissan Stadium, because Nissan Stadium's across the water. Um, that's like one of the biggest areas for crime. It's like people hang out, like 15 year old kids are stabbing people on this pedestrian bridge. Yeah, and you have nowhere to go. But outside So like you're just that, stuck on this bridge and they, I mean, they will fuck you up. But again, it's not even just that, like the crime, whatever, it's a city, I get it. But it's the process. It's like we're 30 minutes from downtown. So if we want to drink, that means we have to take an Uber 30 minutes and then we have to take an Uber 30 minutes back. And there's like specific Uber pickups and there's surge charges because it's Nashville and there's always a surge. So the next thing you know, you spent probably $100 on an Uber. Round trip. Yep. Or, oh, let's be responsible and get a hotel. Well, the hotels in downtown Nashville are all $300, $400. We are old as then, shit. there's the fact of you have to work the next morning. And we learned that concerts on weeknights are probably not the greatest well, and this is idea. The, and it's one thing to go see Sammy at, you know, at the Ryman and it's two hours and it's whatever. This fucking Motley Crue show is, is going to be... Like six hours. Well, it's an also, ordeal, and it's Joan Jett, and it's Poison, and it's Motley Crue, and it's Dev Leppard, and like, and and as we mentioned, um, Vince Neil sucks. And uh, one of the things we did when we were in uh, in Lauderdale, when we were in bed randomly, and on I don't the wa- Sunday after we walked back from the bars, because we're like, this is lame. Let's so we watched home. the Astros and the White Sox, <laughs> yep. and then somehow I get into a YouTube wormhole looking up Vince Neil stuff. Uh, so we started watching the show that they had performed the night before in Miami. Yep. And he was terrible. So that led down the wormhole of Jilly going, hey, did Vince Neil once fall off the stage? Sure enough, like last year, dude fell off the stage and broke his ribs. Well, didn't he quit in the middle of a show? Yep, a couple of months ago, just quit in the middle of the show because he couldn't sing. Oh, this this one says Vince Neil leaves drunken cameo for fan. And when I tell you that that drunken cameo was a thing of beauty, holy shit, that drunken cameo was a thing of beauty. There was a lot of cameos Which then led us down the wormhole of all the cameos from Vince Neil. were great who i think i think he's actually like quick cameo he no longer takes new cameos he's busy now with the tour uh well yes but but all that aside even if the concert was at like bridgestone which is a inside and b a lot easier to get to than nissan stadium then maybe yes but now as it stands we're like well let's just cancel luther's boarding let's just you know i don't think we're gonna do it yeah (laughs) but we're old like i don't know 
What point in life now, you just I mean, get old? At, I'm old as shit. The people at this show will also be old. Don't get yeah, me wrong. Yeah, but see, they're at a different level of old. They're at that level of old where they've been old long enough where they feel lame for not doing stuff and they're looking to re like revive their they youth. They also probably at least have somebody in that group that's going to the show with them who's a designated driver. Probably. We don't have that. No. So we're waiting for Ubers. Like Again, we're at like this weird part where- We don't have a Meltzer here. No, we don't. Like- we're at a point in our lives where, like, I'm 35, however old I am, right? We're both in our 30s still. So we feel old, but we're not old enough to have, like, been, like, years away from experiencing doing wacky shit. The people going to this Motley Crue show are going to be people who are years removed from being wacky. So this is kind of like their rumspringa. Mm. They're just, like, back at it, like, one night only, let's get fucked and relive our youth. We're like, no, I was just young, like, five minutes ago, and I'm not going to sit out there and have the sun kick my ass for seven seven hours watching fucking Vince Neil and then get stuck waiting for an Uber for 45 minutes and then get annoyed. And then I end up probably throwing my phone on the ground because I'm sick of waiting because I just want to go home because I'm drunk and I want to go to bed. Yes. And you don't want to be around Jilly when it gets to that point. Well, that's the worst when you're just stuck there waiting. To be fair, the Ubers in uh, Fort Wall and Fort Lauderdale were fantastic. They were awesome. We waited no longer than three minutes, no matter where we were. They were not crazy prices. We went all the way to Hollywood to find the old people on the last night of the Trip. And from what I understand, Hollywood is not where the old people are. It just so happened it was a slow night. Well, it was a Monday night. Yeah, that'll do it. But it's it it seems more tolerable than Fort Lauderdale. Now we found a really cool brewery. Like that was a much better time. Yes, but uh, we're gonna have to go to somewhere where there's more old people. We might have to go back up to Fort Walton Beach, or you know, not Destin. There's too many families <laughs> yeah. there. Yep, we got to go to Fort Walton. Walton. Now this is uh, that cameo we were talking about from Vince Neil. Hey, Decker, this is Vince Neil. Hey, I want to say uh, happy birthday, brother. Uh, this is actually from uh, uh, Christian, Mom, Ethan, and Blake. So uh, keep on rocking, shout the devil, and, uh, and do, yeah, do some feel-good stuff in, four, in big old big old four-row, you man. All right, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> and imagine that's how he sings. I enjoy that Vince Neil speaks only in um, in lyrics from Motley Crue. Well, of course. Like, hey, bro, happy birthday. Hope you go out to the strip club and see some girls, girls, girls. But if one of them breaks your heart, that's eh, just the same old situation, man. You know how it is. But, hey, you got to kickstart your heart. Am I right? Doctor, feel good. Woo, big 4-0. Vince Neil of Motley Crue. Rock on, brother. Yeah, he's um, he's a mess. All that said, somehow, but that next Thursday is going to roll around and I'm going to convince myself to go to this goddamn concert. Well, we're about to cancel Luther's boarding, so you're going to be home by yourself then. I guess so. Uh, but anyway, uh, glad you guys are uh, listening today. What is going on in the world? Well, okay, I've had issues lately. You've been uh, way too into Twitter again. I have been way, way too into Twitter, and it's mostly because I... Like, there's just so many fucking frauds, so many. This isn't even but about... you've got to learn to ignore them. You engage with them, and that's what they want. Okay, but here's the thing, all right? So, like, and none of this has to do with just me on the radio or anything. Like, I don't care if someone shits on me for the radio show or Philly or whatever. Like, that's not really bothering me. What's bothering me is people, like political people, they're all so full of shit. And that goes on, you know, both sides. Like, I'm sure there are people listening to this right now like, yeah, Josh, those fucking liberals. 
They're fucking full That's of shit. That's why you've just got to gotta take a break from it. Like, every day we do this pod. Oh, someone said I'm woke. Oh, someone said I'm a conservative. And then we just get into politics, and it just gives me a headache. Well, by the way. And I'm that's th- just like Twitter for you. Like, okay. you see these tweets, and you can't help yourself. I know. Well, but this isn't even so much about the politics so much as it is about the people. And, like, people I know on a personal level, and I know they're full of shit, and it just irks me. Like, I like I'm like, there's no way you think this way. And then I think I'm mad at myself because, like, hey, I'm sort of friends with you. Am I a fucking asshole for being friends with you? Because you're just a fucking stooge? Like, some of these people are just fucking turds, man. Like, like there's no way you think this way. Um, and a lot of, like, the one that's been annoying me lately is this one about the, the, the lesbian kiss in this Lightyear movie. Oh, yeah. And it's just funny because you get these people and they're able, like, they listen to, like, Clay Travis. God, somebody, God, Somebody tweeted me because I tweeted something about that that golf tour or whatever with the Saudi money. Yep. And someone said, hey, look, Clay Travis is still not going to love you, bro. And that really pissed me off because the last person I give a fuck about loving me at all is fucking Clay Travis. Like, I don't like Clay Travis at all. I think his show sucks. You know this. I've said this a hundred times. I think it's fucking terrible. So I couldn't care less about Clay Travis loving me or any of these other people, these political people loving me. But it like like they all kind of parrot his points. Like I guess that comes with taking Rush Limbaugh's job and inheriting his five thousand radio stations. Is you get to you know come on the air and inherit this giant audience. So like when they talk about this Lightyear movie, for instance, right? And I find this shit to be the funniest fucking shit. Is that these people have been able to convince themselves that the reason this Lightyear movie didn't perform like it was supposed to perform is because there were some lesbians kissing. There was like two, like, and the way they describe a very it. brief second. Yeah, oh, God. The way they describe it, you would have thought it was the pool scene in Wild Things. Like, you would have thought that, like, one other, one lady threw another lady on the bed and just tongue-punched her fart box. Just, like, nonstop. And, like, it was like a five, six-minute gratuitous fucking butthole-licking scene from Emmanuel. That's what you would think about when you hear these people talking about it. It is literally a second. Girl walks in. That's her girlfriend, I guess. Her wife. I've seen the clip she gives some sugar that is it they don't make a big deal of it you know what strangely enough it's just like when you or me would kiss each other walking into a room or anybody listening and their wife or any woman and their husband or boyfriend listening you walk in you say oh it's good to see you give me some sugar but they don't even say give me some sugar they walk in give some sugar and that's it. The average kid's not even going to notice that. Oh, God, I love these people. They're like, well, I don't want to have to explain to my kid, my five-year-old, the birds and the bees, brother. Really? So you think because two girls kiss each other, first of all, your five-year-old kid has no fucking clue. But let's just say your five-year-old kid uh, does go, wow, Dad, those two girls kissed. You know what you tell your five-year-old kid? That's okay. They're brother and sister. Or that's okay. That they're, they're whatever. Like, like, what are you going to do? Say, well, time to have a deep conversation about this, kids. Well, that right there, that is a lesson. Lesbian. And like, no, they're five years old. Yeah, they, like, like I just love these arguments. Gonna, they're probably not going to notice the kiss. It was that quick. It wasn't they like are, it was zoomed in on it or anything. Like, There is no way they care about this kiss. And there's plenty of kissing in other Disney movies, too, that if you're worried oh. about having to explain the birds and the bees. And it's not even just the kissing that happens in some of these other Disney movies. If we're being honest, a lot of it is a dude sexually assaulting a woman. There. There you have it. Go down. I guarantee you can find some Reddit thread or something about Disney movies where the prince essentially well, sexually assaults the fucking woman. Snow like, White do you have to, certainly like, didn't give uh, consent. To- totally. She was passed the fuck out. She was date raped. Yep. 
Sleeping Beauty was hardcore date raped, and nobody like nobody explains that. I guarantee you there's a kid that probably asked dad, is he supposed to kiss that girl when she's sleeping? Yeah, that's totally okay, because your dad did that to your mom, and that's how you're here now. But God, the idea, like, I, I love how serious these guys are. Like, growing up, my dad, you guys know Scotty. I mean, he is what he is. He's not the most perfect dad in the world, but dad would sit down and he'd say, hey, watch Risky Business or something like that. And I'd say, okay, dad, what's Risky Business? Well, you know, it's got the guy from Top Gun. You like Top Gun, right? Like, yeah, I like Top Gun. Well, this has the guy from Top Gun in it. And I go, well, that sounds like it's good enough for me. Let's watch. And me and my dad would sit our asses down and we would watch Risky Business. In Risky Business, they make love on a real train. In Risky Business, she walks right into the dude's house and they just start going at it in the living room right like it's a pretty aggressive sexy movie that i watched when i was about eight years old is that the best parenting in the world yeah probably not but i turned out fairly normal maybe not amazingly normal maybe not the most perfect individual ever but i feel like i'm pretty normal well, right this, this article is from a year ago speaking of Disneyland's new Snow White ride criticized for including Prince Charming's non-consensual kiss. Well, and listen, I, I'm, I'm being facetious to a degree. Like, the world I, I wouldn't sit not. there and fight the fight over this and say this has to be taken out of movies or anything. But what I would say is you're okay with that. You don't have to worry about explaining to your five-year-old that this guy just macked on and made out with some chick that was passed the fuck out. But you're worried about two girls kissing each other that you wouldn't even notice unless you were looking for it because you're angry and you want to be bitchy with the, the liberals. What does the story say? Oh, I just closed it. Oh. it was basically, there's a, the Snow White ride at Disney was outdated, and um, people were angry that it still, when they revamped it, still included the final scene, which is, of course, when it's the kiss from true happiness. And honestly, I don't give a shit that that happened, and I don't think that Disney was no like, hey, consent. We're, we're getting all rapey with it. But if you want to get technical and you're like, hey, I have to answer some questions, I got to answer questions that my kid's going to ask, and what happens when my kid asks why Snow White, uh, uh, why, why that, well, Okay, whatever. Like, these people are nuts, man. And, um, like, this Lightyear movie didn't make the money they thought it was supposed to. And I think that could be for a multitude of reasons. I think the most important, I think there's two, and someone brought this up, and it's a good point. One, one of the stars of the movie, the dude that buzz, that, that does the voice of Buzz Lightyear, um, he said that people are idiots, and that would keep people from wanting to go see it. Like, a lot of these guys are morons when it comes to how they handle their business. They think in their quest to be super-duper woke that it's smart to call the people who are on the other side stupid, and they forget that the people on the other side spend fucking money, too, and don't want to be called stupid. So they say, hey, I know how to really pay you back, not spend $30 to go see your shitty movie. So I think that was a part of it, and I agree with the person who brought that up. And I think it's also because... I don't know any kid who wants to see an origin story of Buzz Lightyear. They no. want to see a toy fly around with Woody and go save the day. Yeah, give him Toy Story 6 or something. And then there's the Slinky Dog, and there's Mr. Potato Head, and there's all that shit, and they're cool with it, and that's what they want to see. They have zero interest in seeing some guy, just some cartoon dude for two hours. I think that's a big factor in it, too. I just don't think there's a lot of interest in that. But, like, the idea that, yep, once you go woke, you go broke, brother. That was a bad decision. By going woke, nobody saw your movie. Like, you're, you're a simpleton. Does that, like, does it bother you to be that simple? To, like, have no depth in how you look at things and just look at things through such a myopic, simplistic view? Well, I'm pretty sure if Tim Allen did this movie, it still would have not done nearly as well as they thought. Because, again, the story is stupid. The concept is stupid. The kids want to see the Buzz Lightyear they know. Correct. The toy, not the dude. You are 100% accurate on that one. So just watching people get worked up over it is really a hoot. 
And uh, so that's one of the things that's that's just annoyed me and that I've argued with people about. Another thing you hate, since we're talking about things that you hate, as is usually the case, uh, Stranger Things. I don't hate Stranger Things. I just don't like it, and I've never really watched but it. But you seem annoyed by it because it's everywhere. I I am, but it's like it doesn't impact me. Like I'll say this: we were at the pool, and somebody went out and uh, ordered some Dominoes, and uh, they're throwing uh, using the old school throwback Dominoes boxes because of Stranger Things, and that looked cool. And they're doing Stranger Things at the Astros game this afternoon, and apparently. Uh, thanks to Stranger Things, Kate Bush is having her resurgence with the Running Up the Hill song. Running Up That Hill, so made a deal with God. Do you know how much she's on pace to make from that? Uh, let me do the math here. So how many streams does it have? Like billions of streams? It's been like the number one song on iTunes for like three well, weeks. Well, I mean, the, the what really matters is whether or not she wrote it. And I'm assuming she did and has the publishing for it. And if that's the case, and she probably stands to make a shitload, I'd guess I'm going to go... $8 million. $1.3 million. Okay, I really oversold that. What do I know? But still, one, I guarantee Kate Bush wasn't on pace to make $1.8 million doing anything this year. That would be my guess. Well, Kate, that would be like the dream, though. Like, you do something in the 80s, and then, like, here we are years later, and all of a sudden, like, hey, here's a million bucks. Like, Sweet. I wonder if Rick Astley got that. Like, whenever the whole Rick Roll thing became a thing again. I don't like, know. If, like, that that might have been during the fight for the artist's rights to get those pays and to get those, you know, paychecks. Possibly. Um, but I would say this. It certainly revived his career to the point where he became a novelty again and people would put him in tours. Like, Rick Astley, I think, currently is part of this new uh, New Kids on the Block tour. Yep, he is. So, like, that at least gets you paid. Like, because Rick Astley was out of sight, out of mind for 20-some-odd years, and then one day they start Rick Roll people and he becomes a novelty and he's been he, I would imagine he's been steadily doing some sort of work since then so except that time your, your dad thought he died that's a fun story <laughs> and I think dad actually did a whole post about it too that Rick Astley no we were sitting at dinner yep we were having dinner it was your dad, sister's birthday and dad goes guys I don't know Rick Rick Astley just died let me get on Facebook and do a post so we start looking it up and we're like dad Rick Astley's not dead I don't know where you heard this old Facebook man but uh Rick Astley and he is immediately alive. just started typing out like this two paragraph long post like, like let me talk about my close personal friend Rick Astley dad you've never met Rick Astley I know that Josh it's theater of the mind Josh deal with it but Rick Astley, very much alive. Yes, and uh, and I'm sure making money. I'm trying to think of other people who had like a, a resurgence, like and I'm sure like I don't know that there's been someone who's had a, a Kate Bush type of thing, where they have the publishing for a song and it just has this big boom and they make a just found money of two million dollars. But there are people who become in style again, and um, like I like now some are bigger. Like if the Spice Girls decided to tour tomorrow. Right? I mean, they tried that already. Did they? They toured. <clears throat> Did they make money doing it? I mean, I think it was fine. I if the if the if NSYNC got back together, right, and toured, they'd all make a billion dollars doing that. But like, if it's someone who like wasn't a huge star anyway, like nobody gave a fuck about Kate Bush, but her song you know is is picked up in this cool hip way, like Stranger Things is done for it. Like, I'm trying to think of someone who would be an example of that, but I, I can't really think of anybody else. I mean, I'm sure they exist, but I, I can't think of it. So, uh, you know, it's, and I, you're going to probably see more things like that, especially when you have shows that take place either in a different time, like obviously that does, that takes place 30 some odd years ago, or, you know, you just the right song. Like, I guarantee you, Don't Stop Believing found its resurgence when it was in the last episode of The Sopranos. You know, it's just kind of how it works. 
that if the right big mainstream thing uses your song, you're big again. Kate Bush is like, fuck yeah. Take my right. million for doing nothing. They're like, hey, Kate, that like she's like, do you guys want me to do some shows? No. Nobody wants you to do any shows, Kate Bush. But we'll gladly spin your song a couple times and people will download it. And uh, you'll make tons of cash. Just enjoy the moment. Dude, that, that's pretty fucking badass. Uh, good for her. I mean, it's a shitty song, but good for her. What else are the people bitching about today, Jilly? Oh, well, there's Deshaun. And, of course, Deshaun paid off 20 of the 24 chicks. Yeah, but now Deshaun's been kind of overshadowed uh, by all the Dan Snyder stuff today. Uh, what's the latest with that? About the details about a 2009 sexual assault. and. Oh, well, I mean, you got to be more specific. I feel Goodell like there's always they some They never sort of... made any sort of, like, you know, they're supposed to at least report that to the league offices, and I guess no one did. I don't know. There's a whole lot of it. I haven't really read much. Well, but that's taken kind of a... That's going to push Deshaun down a little bit, so he's probably happy about well, that. Well, I think we've all known for a long time that the red skin, the commando skins, or whatever the hell they're called, yes. uh, that that they've been a creepy, slimy organization, and it's nothing new regarding them, so it's not shocking that they are just gross. Uh, the Deshaun thing was shocking, hearing that Dan Snyder, of course, Dan Snyder. Here's what I love. These fucking frauds. So you've got the Redskins who fine their coach $100,000 for having an opinion that some people viewed as shitty, right, about the the, the January 6th. They fine him $100,000. I think there, are more, there might be more people in the world that were more upset about Jack Del Rio than they were about Deshaun, who's a fucking serial predator. But what's even greater is that that was an organization that – You've got the owner involved in sexual assault. You've got like the owner like trying to the whore out cheerleaders to big corporate sponsors, and they want to act like Jack Del Rio is their biggest issue. That the guy's got a dumb opinion, but and you know who actually had a good view on this? A guy who's had a lot of good opinions lately, just a lot of good views that I agree with is Bill Maher. Bill Maher had a great viewpoint on that about um, Del Rio, which is. Essentially, you're fining people for having an opinion, which he said the opinion was wrong, which whatever, you can debate that if you'd like. But he was, his point was, now we're sitting here punishing people for being incorrect. And you're really fucking with shit when you do that because you're creating a slippery slope in a really scary universe where you're not even allowed to have the wrong answer. It, you know, for a while, it was if you say the wrong word, if you say this slur, if you say this, you're canceled. Now imagine a universe where you have an opinion on something like January 6th and people disagree with it and the wrong people disagree with it to the point that you get fined $100,000. Like, that's fucked up. And... um and that's just, I mean, that's a bad precedent to set. That's the kind of shit that scares the shit out of me. That we're getting to a point now where we are, are, are hitting people in the wallet because they're, we disagree with their opinion. Not just that they said a slur. Not just that they did whatever. Not that they sexually assaulted someone. We are now punishing people because we don't like their opinion. And when it does that, you see people at a high-profile job that get fined $100,000, it makes it really easy to do it to a bunch of slap dicks as well. And a bunch of slap dicks that their job could very easily be punished for that shit too. And for whatever reason, this is considered like a right-wing viewpoint to say like, oh my God, that's bullshit. It should be a viewpoint shared by everyone that people don't want to be punished because their opinions are wrong. Because if we're punishing people for wrong opinions, I mean, fuck, LeBron would have, he wouldn't be a billionaire anymore. Because if shitty wrong opinions got you fined tons of cash, LeBron would get fined every five minutes because he's a fucking imbecile and he's stupid. 
but we don't find people for wrong opinions unless you're Jack Del Rio, unless you have the wrong opinion politically, which is complete bullshit, you know, and I'm I'm vehemently opposed to that kind of shit. You guys know I'm opposed to that kind of shit. And what happened to Jack Del Rio is bullshit. I was talking to a friend of mine who I'd say kind of falls more so in the left wing side of things in the left wing universe. Okay. And and I asked him about Deshaun. I said, so uh, what a fucked up world that there are people out there who are more appalled by Jack Del Rio than they were of Deshaun Watson. And he goes, you know, I'm starting to think differently about the Del Rio thing, and I'm starting to think that they shouldn't have uh, fined him. No fucking shit, asshole. Anybody who speaks for a living or is ever in front of a microphone should be scared shitless of that kind of stuff. They should be petrified to know that your wrong opinion just like, and by the way, a lot of people think your opinion's right. If your opinion that is viewed wrong by the wrong people, if those people can can find you, like, why talk? It's a petrifying universe. It's a scary universe, man. And um, and this person who is a, a left-leaning type person goes, yeah, I'm changing my opinion on that. No shit. No fucking shit. You should. Well, it is just funny how easy and quickly these, like, fines come down for something like that. But then you've got these assault cases or the Deshaun, you know, civil cases. And it's like, well, let's give it some time. Um, Well, here's the thing. The Deshaun thing is very heavily rooted in race, right? And we know this. So when you look at Deshaun, there are a lot of people who are going to say that they feel Deshaun did nothing wrong. And it's kind of an OJ thing, right? There were a lot of black folks who were just on OJ's side because he was OJ and because he was black and they they were trying to get back for years and years of police brutality and oppression. So what did they do? They were on OJ's side only for that reason. The info was there. The data was there. He'll, he'll watch that documentary, that 10-part documentary or whatever it was about OJ. I mean, there are people in there basically admitting, ah, fuck, we knew he was guilty, but I mean, we couldn't let the white guys win, right? So go OJ. Like, I think that's what you're getting with Deshaun. I think there are people who, and I think it goes politically in some cases too. Like, I think there are a lot of people that side with lunatics, but they're on their side politically. So they will fight for them and they will defend them. Whereas if they were on the other side, they wouldn't touch it. I think racially, that's what you get with Deshaun. I think there are a lot of people who see, they go to Twitter and they see a bunch of white people on Twitter going, throw the book at him, kick him out. And like their back gets up a little bit and they're, and they're driven to just defend Deshaun because they view this as a, an indictment on all black men or all black people so they have to go out and say oh man that shit ain't no big deal what did he do i mean come on that ain't no worse and then they'll bring up ben roethlisberger why do they bring up ben roethlisberger because ben roethlisberger is fucking white that's why they bring him up that's why that happens so uh there's always got to be a bring up a white guy and if you're a black guy you bring up a white guy you're a white guy you bring up a black guy that's the way this shit works so when i see it i'm just i'm like it's obvious what's happening and i don't comment on it on social media because i don't feel like getting canceled on social media You've got to take a breath as we, we open the show with. You've got to step back from the Twitter a little bit. I Correct. Think. And, the, and and I certainly wouldn't tweet this or put this on Facebook or anything else. But that's how this is. There are people and they are 100 percent feeling the way they feel about Deshaun Watson because Deshaun Watson is black. There is no question in my mind about that. And they know. Same thing, I think we've seen it with Cosby, too. Look at the dad on Cosby. Guy's a fucking monster. But you can't let the white dudes win. 
That's kind of how this goes. Well, he was just found guilty of a, was it underage girl that he harassed or something? Uh, this is like 40 years ago. Yeah. Um, 40 some odd he years ago. He was found guilty of sexually abusing a 16 year old in 1975. Well, if, I think he was found liable for it. Like guilty. I, well, yeah, he was liable, but like the the guilty was he was he was liable for it, but he was not convicted of raping this girl. He was, I think, is what it was. He was responsible for it, but like they didn't say, oh, by the way, Cosby raped this girl, because if so, he'd be back in jail again at this point, I believe. Um, I've I've forgotten so much about that thing because it's been so far out of well, sight. The, the verdict came down yesterday. I know. Yeah. But what I'm saying is the thing itself, I don't know all the details on shit, but if you go back and look at the story, he's found responsible for it happening. I don't know that he was found to be the person that raped somebody is what I'm getting at. I don't think that's what the conviction was, but I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, race plays a huge part in all this shit. Like you can't like, like there's nothing normal about having 60 something massage therapists and 26 of them accusing you of, of whatever it is they've accused you of masturbating on them or humping the air or jerking off or ejaculating on them. Right. But people will defend it because it has to be, Hey, it's us versus them. And that kind of goes to what the issue is. And I think that happens with right wing people and left wing people like right wing people will defend scummy right wing people because they're right wing people. Left wing people will do the same fucking thing. Alt left, alt right people will do that. They will find a way to defend it. Um, and that's the, that's the killer in all of this. That's the downer in all of this. And that's what they'll do. Like you got to find some, you know, like, You'll, you'll find somebody like I was reading somebody today and they were talking about some politician about he some liberal politician about how he got caught with a gay prostitute or something. Hmm. Um, and it's like, what does it matter that the prostitute was gay? Oh, that'll get your people riled up because when, you know, Trump pays a fucking porn star to fuck nothing to see here. No, out of sight, out of mind. What? He was just trying to get laid. This guy has sex with a, you know, a gay prostitute. And it's, oh, my God, this guy is gay and he had sex with a gay prostitute. Like, people are just full of shit. That's who they are. Um, speaking of Trump, if Trump would just tell people that, it, like, just tell his minions that it's okay to be gay, which I don't, I mean, I, Trump is not anti-gay. I've never seen anything that would suggest that. So what Trump needs to do is come out and be like, guys, listen, it's it's okay. They're having, look, they're having gay sex on the show. They're having, they, listen, it's okay to have a gay kiss in the movie. The movie's fine. It's amazing. Have some gay kisses. That's in fact, I'm getting a blow job under this podium right now by a man. It's okay. Gay means happy. Happy means gay. It's fantastic. It's beautiful. It's okay. Do that. And then maybe all these wackos won't be so angry that, you know, a girl gave another girl a kiss in a Pixar movie. Well, I want to explain to my kids. I don't want to have to explain to my kids what sex is and the birds and the bees. Giving somebody a kiss is not the birds and the bees, friend. The birds and the bees is more so like, hey, someone was fucking. The birds and the bees is not, hey, someone kissed another person in a damn Disney movie. But people are fucking nuts. What are you going to do? They are nuts. Who do I need to tell them about? Uh, Aqueduct Plumbing. Aqueduct Plumbing Company. It's our friend Billy, Mary, and the whole crew over there at Aqueduct Plumbing Company. They are awesome folks. Uh, we love them, of course. They've been with us for a long time, and we appreciate that. And they are who you need to reach out to for all your plumbing needs. 281-488-6238. 281-488-6238. Of course, it's aqueductplumbingcompany.com. They'll get you taken care of, and they do it all. Repipes, leak detection, camera inspection, plumbing fixtures, water heaters, tankless water heaters, anything you need to get done plumbing-wise, Aqueduct Plumbing Company will take care of you. 
So reach out to him. Again, 281-488-6238. 281-488-6238. Aqueductplumbingcompany.com. They are at your disposal. Boy, I am sweating my ass off. Yep, it's hot in this room. <laughs> it's amazing. Just I look forward to the fall. Bring on the fall, please. All right, let's get out of here. Uh, we'll get into some more tomorrow, of course. Uh, we love you guys. We'll see you later.